Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Hello and welcome to the show uh, whose name I'm not saying because I'm in the process of changing it yet again. But the name may change, but the intention does not. The intention in all of these episodes is to talk to you, talk to the world's greatest experts, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors about how to uh, how to launch a book in a way, how to create a book that will actually move the needle in your business. And today, I have the book coach whisperer, Jenny Nash on the show. She's the founder and CEO of Author Accelerator, which trains, certifies, and supports book coaches. So she's helped clients land top agents, six-figure book deals, make the New York Times list. And, And so this is dual purpose. This is, we're talking about what a book coach does in case you want to hire one, but also maybe you want to be one. We get into all of that. You can get the show notes with links to her coaching programs and all the other things by going to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash blog slash Nash. Don't forget this is brought to you by Book Elevator Pitch. Find out what that is. My God, find out what that is by going to BookElevatorPitch.com. And now I give you Jenny Nash. Well, Jenny, let's talk book coaching. Let's do it. Um, so first off, how, how does it work? What does a book coach do? So book coaching is a thing that has emerged in the last five, 10 years as the publishing has changed. And what's changed in publishing is access. Anybody has access to the means of production now, right? So anybody can publish a book and the big publishers have, squeezed out the nurturing part of of helping writers. So what editors typically do at publishing houses or freelance editors is they come in when a manuscript is finished to make it good. And everybody needs that. That is a beautiful thing to be edited. And what a book coach is doing is coming in much earlier in the process. So we're working with the writer on their idea, on their marketplace positioning, on the structure of their book, and helping the them craft the project correctly and then also managing that project. So keeping them accountable, helping them put their words on the page, giving them a feedback process while they're writing so that the goal is by the time they're finished with their manuscript, it's more like a fifth or sixth draft than a, a new, fresh, rough draft. 
And that's what a book coach does. So we were in relationship with the writer. It's one-on-one. It's very intensive work. And it's obviously different from ghostwriting. So ghostwriting is when you bring somebody in to actually do the work, but someone who's using a book coach wants to write their own words. And they, they, for all the reasons you talk about all the time, how a book can help you become a thought leader and help you establish yourself in your marketplace and all those things, it's such a good thing to do. And so book coaches are empowering that writer to, to get the work done. But they're not doing any editing. And that must be something you have to clarify all the time, right? Well, it depends. Some, some book coaches do edit. I personally, for example, um, I can't read without editing. It's just, (laughs) yeah, right. So I, I do and others don't, uh, you, you know, as with any service, you have to clarify exactly what you're getting. But I would say that most book coaches actually are editing and really, yeah. And what I love about it is, so here's how, here's how it typically works with, with me and for the process that I teach, somebody comes in with an idea and I have a 14 step process. It's called a blueprint for a book process that I put them through and it's a stress test of their idea. So we, we, you know, we're asking who is this for? What's the market? What's the competition? Where's it going to sit on the shelf? Why are you doing it? You know, and, and I know I have heard you talk a lot about don't do it for the money, do it for the other ROI Yeah, and getting all that sorted and, and getting the structure sorted. And the, what's really fascinating to me with entrepreneurs and, and experts is they think they know exactly what their book is going to be. And then when you put them through this process, it usually becomes something both smaller and bigger. And yes. right. And there's yeah. a kind of a alchemy that happens in that process. And so when, when folks come, we're, we're really getting that idea in place. Now I've totally forgotten the question. (laughs) I wanted to ask you something. When you say smaller and bigger, do you mean the idea gets niched down and the results are bigger? Is that what you mean when you say that? Yeah. So oftentimes when an expert comes in, they have all the, their knowledge, their years of expertise, all the things they know, and they want to cram it all in the book. It's, it's um, everything in the kitchen sink, no note left behind, right? Right, It's like all the things. And so when I say smaller and bigger, it's really defining who that reader is and what transformation you're promising them. And oftentimes the smaller that is, the more impactful it is. So a perfect example is, you know, how many people come in and they want to book, write a book on leadership. And it's like, and they, you know, the importance of trust in teams, like all the things. And, and you, you know, if you do that, the result is, usually flat, boring. It's not their authentic voice. It's not going to really move the needle for the reader. Right. And so I try to, I try to get them to, to really think what can you uniquely help that, that reader do. And then my bigger, there's, there's a strange reality that when you do that, you typically can actually reach more people with a more universal message with something more impactful that by going small, you reach a bigger thing. People, people typically, the mistake is that they think 
to be big, I'm going to put in all the things and all the ideas and all the things and it's going to be so comprehensive and it, my life's work and here it is and, and it gets lost. It doesn't get big. It, it's that's so well said. It's that I'm always talking about Ryan Holiday wrote in The Perennial Seller that basically the reason that works is that if you write a book that's so specifically for a group of people, a very small group of people, they love it so much. They feel so seen that they recommend it. So it's not you recommending your book. It's like you've created this group of booksellers, book promoters. That's um, right. And and I can tell a story because it's a it's very illustrative and it's it's just a great new story that that I love telling about one of my clients who who came to me. She had spent her whole career in the restaurant business and really at the top of the game running global food for for some big brands and which is a very particular kind of work <laughs> you know it's very logistics driven it's all these things and she was so full of ideas and she came with a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet just sort of made my stomach turn because it was just it was I mean, it was ridiculous there was so many ideas and people she knew and things and I worked with her through this blueprint process and and what I came to find out that she was most passionate about is this this idea that the restaurant world is a fantastic place to make a career for women and minorities and people who didn't thrive in a traditional educational setting. So she's saying you can start your work life at a fast food restaurant and if you do a few things right you will quickly become manager because you'll be doing it better than anybody else. You can move to regional manager. You can start moving into really impactful jobs. And she's so on fire about this because the food industry is impacting some of the biggest issues of our time, like climate change, sustainability, um, equity and inclusion. There's so many things that you can impact if you if you stick with it. So she came up with this idea of writing a book for that entry-level worker, how right. to be awesome, how to be, make the next step up the ladder, how to get into these positions where you can have influence. And that's a very small niche way of looking at this big idea. But what's happened is really big players in the food industry are dying to get their hands on this book and do events and workshops and, and partnerships with her because it's about retention for them. Right. So, Right, this book that's sort of like, wait, you're writing a book for the for the line worker at Taco Bell, and it's it's like, well, yes, but the people who are going to really get behind it and buy it and push it are those that are employing hundreds of thousands of of workers. So I love that example because it just shows how by going small you can have a really big impact and use the book to. You know, she wants to she wants to be up on a soapbox. She's got stuff to say. She's and and she herself is a high school dropout who who made a really impactful career in this world and she wants to make the way for other people. So that's just that's how it works by to go small and and go big. Yeah, and it reminds me there's uh Danny Meyer, the restaurateur, did a book, I think it's called At Your Service, it's called something like that, that I hear uh entrepreneurs at masterminds recommend because it's about serving your clientele it people who are not in the restaurant field are very um, obsessed with that book. So, okay. So, so you 
have a business where you certify coaches, book coaches. Yes. And yeah. how does that work? What is um, what is the process of getting certified? Well, I I realized I started book coaching in 2010, uh, sort of by accident, and I began to realize that nobody was training people for this. It, it's an apprentice kind of a business anyway, and I decided to to start a company to do just that. And what I wanted to do was set a really high bar for excellence to to make you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people you can just say that you help writers and yeah. there's a lot of behaviors in this industry that are suspect and i i wanted to make a program that was that was really watertight and so our certification program is trains people how to how to do this work and the way that we do that is our students have to do three different practicums so they have to actually work with writers at three different stages it's starting a book, editing or or revising or rescuing a book, and uh, pitching. So getting getting ready for the um, the agent pitch in the marketplace. And not every writer is going to go in that direction, but I want them to know the market. I want them to know how this works and how books are bought and sold and talked about and positioned. So they have to prepare those three practicums and and work with those students. And when they submit for certification, they're submitting video of them, live coaching people, written work on the page. Uh, it's a big process. It takes people six to nine months to complete the program. And what's great about it is when, when they do complete it and when they are certified, they they know what they've done and they know the quality that they've done it you know that they brought to it and so the the community of our certified coaches we have a hundred over 130 now they're so tight with each other and they and they trust each other and they're starting to do just amazing things together lots of conference presentations and workshops and courses and starting to really bubble out that that their their energy of um together is is really powerful so that's that's kind of the bones of what we do and what percentage are going the traditional publishing route um or does everybody start out trying that well you know you and i are are talking at a moment when the industry is just in complete turmoil um there's editors on the picket line literally today you know (laughs) uh demanding better pay and you know this just our industry is changing so quickly and one of the roles that a book coach plays is helping a writer figure it all out and we might not know because things are changing so fast and entities are, are rising and falling all the time so it's hard to keep keep up with it but that is a that is some knowledge we can bring to the writers and and i would say that it depends in terms of where where the writers are going it depends in large part on the on the genre that they're writing um i mean just to give two different examples um middle middle grade writers and young adult writers are totally embattled right now the writers are not making sustainable living even those that are getting big publishing deals and that that whole segment of the industry is trying to figure out what to do um i think some of that's fallout from you know the 
pandemic was so hard on parents and on kids and on schools and they're so you know they're behind the kids are behind and having it you know so are they yeah. gonna there's all that so yeah. folks who are are in that realm how are they going to publish they sort of don't know you know right. like you can't really independent publish in that market because you can't sell directly to a middle grade student uh, an adult can't sell directly to a middle grade kid so what are they going to do that's up in the air um, if you're talking about something like nonfiction, um, you know, for the market that you're serving executives and entrepreneurs and educators who want to spread their word, I'm seeing among all of our coaches and writers a really wide range of different directions people are going from mm -hmm. university presses to small presses to independent options to kind of white glove services which which maybe i don't know you can correct me but legacy launchpad might might yeah. fall under that Let's like a, a white glove white glove right um to the traditional publishing path but the traditional publishing path is getting harder and harder to break into you have to really have certain elements that they want to see because they there's very risk averse for for good reason but yeah um, i yeah i i would say you know it was very different when i sold my first book it was there because there was no social media so what the what it was was who had magazine Highlines. That was the equivalent of social media. And there were so fewer books and so, so many, you know, so today, I mean, it does seem like, you know, if you don't have it, and, and it, since that New York Times story last year about how social media doesn't really make a huge difference, I think it's, you know, a combination of interaction and newsletter lists. And if you don't have that, I, it, it doesn't matter how brilliant your idea is. And, and yeah. here's the thing that I strongly feel. I don't understand why somebody would go to um, a small press when, you know, I've had heartbreaking experiences with not being able to have final say on my title, my cover, my words. And why would you do that when you don't have to? Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. Right. Well, people, I think there's still a lingering sense that the way forward in publishing a book is that you need to be picked by somebody. Somebody needs to pick you and, and you then you'll have that imprimatur of, of success. And right. that there's that sort of old uh, residual vanity press thing, right? You know, where oh, I'm just a, a CEO and I want a book and I'm going to print them my own self. And those books back in the day were sort of cringy, terrible, yeah, right. And but now that someone can do that and can do it effectively and well, and like you say, be in control of their creative control, financial control, all of those things, it's, you do have to really weigh, why would I go a small press direction versus doing it myself or a tr traditional publisher? And, and there's pros and cons. And when you said, does everybody try for traditional first? The answer is no. Some people mm -hmm. come in and, and they're like, I don't even want to look at that. That's crazy. It's not good for the writer. 
I know that I have my own network, my own assets, my own ability to to move this book. I don't I don't even want to look at that. Other people come in and they they have that thing of wanting to be picked, right? And and I get it. I felt that way. I've published 11 books and seven of them were with big five publishers and and I have felt that way in my life too like Oh, I just, I just want to be on the shelf. I want to be picked. I want, I want someone to wave a magic wand and say, you win, you know? And, and so I get that feeling. And if somebody wants that, and that's part of why book coaching is so effective is we're having those conversations. Do, yeah. Does that, is that important to you? Do you want that? And the, the story of the woman I just told you, the restaurateur, she was so clear that what she wanted was this book in the right hands. And that book is not one that you're going to see in an airport bookstore. Right, right. So why would she want to be, go the traditional route to be, you know, the, the big win of a traditional publisher is getting books in bookstores and in the traditional media. But it's not. I mean, that's the thing is, I, I will say, and I've talked about this on this podcast, is Harper used to be like, oh, they're not interested in your books after the first two weeks. And <laughs> I didn't know that, I didn't get that they were pitching my book against others. And I, so we've got so many clients who walk in and get their books in Barnes & Noble, including me. And when I went into Barnes & Noble, they actually said, we can't order those books from the traditional publishers because they don't have the ability to return them, which is what every bookstore wants. Right. So it's just, and I talked on blue in the face. And also it's like, I wanted to, on, to be on GMA so badly when I was with Harper, I couldn't get on. And then I published my book myself and they're like, here's a five minute segment. Nobody <laughs> cares. Nobody right. cares. And, right. and it's like, when you were saying it, it was reminding me of, before a lot of therapy, when I would just date unavailable <laughs> men, that's sort of what it's like. And I would think, oh, if I can win the heart of this unavailable man, I will truly have esteem. The, the, the fact that, that like we can pick ourselves right. over someone picking us, I think is so liberating, but I get it too. I was exactly saying people would say self-publishing. I was like, no, people would go, I published a book and I'd be like, Okay. Right. You know, did you know? Right. So, so yes, we are definitely in the process of, you know, in the evolution live, but so, okay, but let's talk about these book coaches. So a lot of them are, are all of them book authors? No, no. So I believe very, very strongly that the skills that you need to be a good book coach are not the same skills you need to be a successful writer. And I've spent a lot of time delineating what that means and why it's different. And I, I talk a lot about sports coaches, vocal coaches, executive coaches, and in other realms where we have coaches, we don't ask for that. So, you know, Serena Williams, the greatest tennis player of all times, had a coach for many, many years who I believe never played in a Grand Slam tournament. It, it wasn't like, oh, you have to have won Wimbledon 10 times to coach me. You know, the, the coaching is a combination of listening and empathy and um, project management, keeping somebody on track, being able to give honest feedback and tell somebody when they're when they're not producing what they said they wanted to do or when it's not on the page or when it's, when it's not going well and um, understanding those marketplace choices and all of those things 
are things you can be a really good writer and not have those. Right, right. <laughs> you might have those. So the answer to the question is we have a lot of coaches who are 30% of our coaches have advanced academic degrees. So in all different realms, we have somebody who's got a degree in anthropology. We have somebody who has a degree in geology, a lot of English majors, a lot of philosophy, history majors, um, where they they're want to be in control of their own destiny and work life. Right. So they've, they've come over to book coaching. We also have a strange little vein of, I say it's strange because it's just something I never imagined. Lawyers, um, lawyers make great book coaches. They <laughs> know how to tell stories. They know how to, you know, build an argument. They know how to keep a project on track. They're good writers. There's a lot of skills that they have. And, and then we have what I would say, people that would seem like they come out of left field. And I can give an example because one of the things that I'm sometimes criticized for is, oh, they'll give anyone a certification. Anyone who walks off the street, they'll certify. Well, it's not true, first of all. It's super hard to get certified by us. Right. But I think what they're saying is it's kind of that old school thinking. You know, their coaches don't have agents and haven't had book deals on their own selves, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the here's the response to that we have a woman who is in our training program right now and when i saw her intake form she's a doula so she helps women birth babies and i'm like what's a doula doing in a book coaching program so i got to know her and i i met her and have come to know her quite well so um she's a black woman and she is very interested in black maternal health which is terrible in this mm -hmm. country and as a doula this is her specialty she has many advanced degrees in health and wellness and all kinds of other things therapy and what she wants to do is start a press mm -hmm. that that helps other people and voices around the idea of black maternal health, both at birth and postpartum and into the older years, she wants to bring all those voices together. So she started a podcast. She's getting training as a book coach. She is writing her own book and she just landed a tippy top agent for her own book. She's not even certified yet. And, and I'm, I'm like dying for her to get certified before she gets too successful <laughs> to, to have time to do it. But I love this story because that person is the ideal person to coach those writers in mm. that in that kind of work they those writers need her they don't right. need somebody who happened to have have written a book and gotten a book deal right. so that's the kind of person that we have coming into our program a lot of mission driven people um, you know, we have folks who are building community around LGBTQ plus memoir writers. Mm -hmm. We have a book coach who is uh, building a course for um, sci-fi uh, fantasy writers that focus on social justice. Mm. Um, you know, so that it's the really in service of the writer is what a good book coach is and can do. So I'm I'm all about training people to do the work well, helping them figure out who they want to serve and how they want to serve them. You know, we have a lot of uh, life coaches. It turns out a lot of people's life coaching clients want to write books um, so they can add that on as a service. A lot of copywriters. Mm. Um, 
you know, have clients who, who want to write books. So there's so many ways into it. So if somebody listening wants to get certified, um, it's like, I think you said it's a six to nine month process. Yeah, the, the program is self-paced. Uh, the fastest we've ever had anybody go through it is about three months. Um, that person did, did it full time and they cranked it out in three months. The reason it takes six to nine months is most people are doing it on top of a job or raising yeah. a family or, or they're trying to build a side gig so that they can leave a job they don't like. So six to nine months is about the average. And our uh, main course is $2,400. Uh, which I think is a steal for uh, getting a whole new career. <laughs> Hell yes. And yeah. it's, it's a, is it, it's all videos and PDFs or is there live? It's a combination. So the lessons are videos and PDFs and the, the PDFs I'm, I'm very proud of because every lesson has a before and an after example. So you can download something see what you think of it and then see what a coach did on that, mm. on that task. And in many cases, there's many examples for that. So it's very interactive in your own, in your own um, manner. We have the videos in many cases involve live coaching sessions. So you can see me coaching. Um, in fact, the, the woman I just was mentioning in the restaurant tour, I have, I think, three hour long sessions with her at the very beginning of her process when she had no idea what she was doing. Um, so that really getting to see that hands-on coaching process. And, and then the live component part is that we have, well, there's two things. We have a, a community on a platform that's called Mighty Networks. It's uh, like an yeah. internal um, Facebook sort of thing where there's constantly somebody there to answer questions to help people out if they get stuck whatever we're there to help and then we do live monthly sessions of um of live coaching the coaches and um it's a fantastic really supportive community one of the things that happens a lot is when people come into the book coaching program they offer themselves up as practicum clients for mm -hmm. other coaches so a lot of them are coaching each other um and so it so and then they're in do like we were talking about possibly you know my you know people who come to me working with your coaches do they do you help them get hired as coaches or is that just only occasionally so the way that I talk about that is that I, I, I say we will not help you get any clients because the truth of the matter is if you're a book coach, you're an entrepreneur, you're running your own business, you're going to have to figure out who your market is, how to market to them, how to give those writers what they need. And we absolutely help with that. We have, once you're certified, uh, entire support process and, um, and network and resources to help with that and to help all those folks I was describing building those courses and communities have come through that process. But the um, what we're doing as a company is we're trying to make strategic partnerships and alliances to to help those coaches get get clients and to help other entities who need a pool of coaches. So we have yeah. at the moment, like, I think it's five four or five um, such partnerships and they've proving to be very effective. So yeah. I, I I don't like to guarantee anything. Um, 
which sounds crazy as a business person. I, I know that my program is a quality program, but for many, many years when I was one-on-one -on -one coaching, I was making multiple six figures, uh, high, high multiple six figures a year as a book coach. Yeah. And I'm not going to be out here saying you can earn multiple six figures as a book coach because I don't know people's backgrounds or connections or network or their capacity for work. When I was doing that, I was living like an insane person. I don't know if you're willing to do that, you know, right. so I'm, I'm not going to guarantee that. And likewise, I don't want to run a business where I'm, I'm guaranteeing clients. I actually tried that in the beginning and, and it was terrible because coaches need to find their own path and their own way and what their own genius is. And that's when they get really good is when they zero in on, like I was just recently talking with one of our coaches and she's so good at revision. She loves revision. She wants to help people once they're already finished with a draft. She has a system for that. She's great at that. You know, so she's got to find the confidence to zone in on yeah. that and figure out how to sell that. And um, so it's just like running any business. You've got to know what are your talents? How does that intersect with the market? And then how can you put a value on that that's going to be sustainable for you? And and by sustainable, I'm I'm all about um, coaches earning good money. I, yeah. I'm and I know we share that I am. It makes me crazy how this industry tends to nickel and dime yeah. writers not really give them what they need the whole idea that writers don't need to pay for help that again that goes to that like wave of magic wand and let me be lifted up as the overnight sensation as a writer it yeah. doesn't work like that yeah i mean i would say i mean people will say like oh why am i even hiring an editor to tell me where the commas are wrong and it's like oh my god we all <laughs> need help. malcolm gladwell has multiple editors that work with him and and it's also i agree with you so much and that's why i always say don't look at book sales because you're counting pennies and i'm tired of writers counting pennies like we get to declare our we get to say what we're worth and we get to like declare ourselves worthy of that um, okay, we have to we have to wrap up. So if people want to find out about hiring a coach or being a coach, do they go to the same place? Yes, they can go to authoraccelerator.com and there's a decision tree on that first page. I want to be coached, I want to become a coach, and that'll take you down the the two paths. And we would be delighted to to see folks in either either channel at authoraccelerator.com. And I can also give a, a great resource, which is at on my website, it's jennynash.com backslash viable. And there's a video, it's a 45 minute video on there about six steps to tell if your book is commercially viable. And it's a great resource if you're thinking about writing a book. It's the beginning of the thinking that the blueprint would be that you would do with a coach. And it's it's a nice, a nice thing to do if you're you're kind of feeling that itch to do it, but you're, you don't want to waste your time. This is a good uh, series of questions to ask yourself. I love it. And it's J-E-N-N-I-E, -N -N -E, but I'll link to that in the show yeah. notes. So Jenny, thank you so much. And thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out 
all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.